And I'm Ash. Welcome to Crime Potatoes Podcast. Grab your snacks, get comfy, and let's get to it. Hey, potatoes. Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back and happy December. Yes. In the last month of the year. That was weird. I'll never do that again. Yeah, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) And sorry, guys. I am getting over a cold, so I will sound a little different this go around. What are you snacking on tonight, Ash? As always, I am snacking on nerd clusters. Duh. What about you? Well, now you have me on on them because I'm also snacking on nerd clusters. They're the best. Blue bag. Mine's the pink bag. They go everywhere with me. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> it's my turn this week. And the case that I've picked is... Claire and Helen Miller. Do you know this case? It's out of Pennsylvania. The names sound familiar, but I have like a case in my head, but I don't know if it's that case or not. So I am just going to pretend I don't know it and then I guess we'll see. (laughs) Okay. My case sources today are lawandcrime.com, fox43.com, allthatsinteresting.com, WGAL News 8, PennLive.com, New York Post, and LancasterOnline.com. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Just after 1 1 o'clock a.m. on February 22nd, 2021, a hysterical call came into Mannheim Township Dispatch. A girl identifying herself as 14-year-old Claire Miller repeatedly stated to the dispatch operator, quote, I killed my sister, end quote. Officers were immediately dispatched to the Miller home where Claire Miller waved them down in the front yard. Yeah, so I definitely, this is not the case I was thinking of. Oh, yeah? Yeah, not the case, so. Okay. Officers were immediately dispatched to the Miller home, where Claire Miller waved them down in the front yard. Police officers noted her blood-soaked pajamas and snow nearby, where later it was determined that she tried to wash her hands. Claire then led the police inside and to the bedroom of her 19-year-old sister, Helen. Being jolted awake by police coming into their home, Mark and Marie Miller had no idea what was happening until they all entered Helen's room. Upon entering, police noticed that there was a pillow laying over Helen's face, and later explained in a statement released by Mannheim Township Police, quote, One of the officers removed the pillow and saw a knife sticking out of Helen's neck, just above her chest. Helen's hands were up near her head, and officers noticed a large amount of blood on her chest and on the bed. End quote. Police tried performing life-saving measures to no avail. Helen Miller was pronounced dead at 4.13 a.m. 
and 14-year-old Claire Miller was taken into custody and charged with criminal homicide. Since Pennsylvania does not consider murder a delinquent crime, she would be tried as an adult. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Um, so, 14-year-old sister kills her 19-year-old sister. Yes. And it gets worse. Very brutally. Like. Yes. Ugh. I'm not ready, but I'm ready. Let's go. (laughs) Born January 11th, 2007, Claire Miller was raised by loving and doting parents, Mark and Marie Miller. She had a sister, Helen, five years older, who suffered from cerebral palsy. Cerebral palsy is a congenital disorder of movement muscle tone, or posture, and is due to abnormal brain development, often before birth. Because of Helen's cerebral palsy, she was wheelchair-bound and required constant care and assistance. So not only was it her older sister, but it was her sister who was um, handicapped. Yeah, that, yeah, I'm just like, I want to know why, like, that's all. Why? Like, why? (laughs) The older Claire got, the more she helped out with Helen's needs, especially being that they both attended the private Lancaster County Day School. When Claire wasn't at school or helping with her sister, she spent most days in her room posting videos on TikTok. Most of these videos were harmless, showing Claire lip-syncing to sad pop songs, dancing around, even even showing off her father, laughing and making silly faces, playing his guitar, and jokingly acknowledging the camera. So this is obviously a new case. I mean, I guess you said when she was born, but I guess it's just now registering after you said TikTok. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and she gained quite a following. She had 22,000 followers on TikTok. Dang. I know. But not all her videos were lighthearted. Before TikTok deleted her account, one of Claire's followers reposted one of her videos. In the video, it showed a bloody latex glove and a stuffed giraffe covered in what appeared to be blood. However, I do need to state that it isn't clear if Claire took these videos herself or not. After her arrest, her following jumped from 22,000 to over 500,000, with her final video being viewed more than a million times. But again, after she was arrested and it came to light what she was arrested for, TikTok deleted her account. That's insane. Yeah. I don't I don't even know what to say. I'm just like angry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> According to Mark and Marie Miller, February 21st, 2021 was a normal Sunday for them. They said their goodnights and went to bed. It's also unclear how long Claire planned this murder or if she planned it at all. According to her defense, she had packed her school lunch and backpack and set out her clothes for the following day, which to them doesn't show any premeditation. However, 
The morning after the murder, police officers brought a fast food breakfast to Claire in which she exclaimed, quote, Ooh, McDonald's. I would have killed sooner if I knew I was going to get McDonald's. End quote. Are you kidding me? No. Yeah, she said that to the police officers. Freaking find yourself $3 of quarters in the couch and you can get yourself McDonald's. Right? <laughs> like, it's definitely not something to kill for. I mean, I'm sure that's obviously not the motive, but just her saying that is just, it's disgusting. And it shows her maturity level. Oh, yeah. You can definitely tell she's a 14-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. But that's not all. While sitting in the juvenile detention center, during an interview with a court-ordered psychiatrist, Dr. Jonathan Martin, the doctor's phone went off playing the theme song from the original Halloween horror movie, which, side note here, is about a six-year-old boy who kills his older sister and later escapes prison to kill again. I don't know if you are familiar with the whole Halloween movie franchise. I am not, not at all, so interesting. Yeah, so that's what the original movie is off, and then it follows the six-year-old boy as an adult. But yeah, so six-year-old boy who kills his older sister. Okay, anyway, Claire asks the doctor if he likes that movie, in which he tells her that it's one of his favorites. Claire then said to him, quote, It's one of my favorites, too. I don't think my parents would like that since I Michael myers my sister, end quote. I should also let you know that Michael Myers is the name of the six-year-old boy in the movie. And guess what he does? He stabs. Uh, I am speechless. Like, if this is all because she's been watching, like, a horror movie, I am never letting my kids watch horror movies now, so... That's fun. Or any, I mean, not that I would when they were young anyways, but. Yeah. I just. No, I, I get what you're saying. I feel though. like there's yeah. more to it though, still. Maybe. Well. Oh boy. <laughs> well, let's find out. Claire Miller appeared in court on April 16th, 2021. Her attorney, Robert Bayer, told the judge that they had no interest in a preliminary hearing, allowing the case to proceed without prosecutors having to prove they have enough evidence to charge her. On May 14, 2021, Claire had a scheduled arraignment hearing, but waived her right to that as well and pleaded not guilty. Her attorney did, however, request a hearing to move Claire's trial to juvenile court and filed a notice and filed a notice for a potential insanity defense. This move of court's hearing would happen in late June of 2022. So she had to wait a whole year and they went, they had kind of, well, a hearing which would determine if they think that she should be tried as an adult or if they can just try her as a juvenile. She freaking better be tried as an adult because no remorse. Like there is no remorse by the things she's like said, like. I just, oh, I'm so mad. Like, I don't even know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm trying not to give anything away. Okay. During the June 2022 hearing for change of courts, there were competing versions of who Claire Miller was. 
One side saw a good girl who was a perfectionist and had been bullied and only suffered a psychotic break. While the other side saw someone who was obsessed with murders and who wouldn't engage with therapists and was coming up with attention-seeking excuses. And I'm going to go off-topic, not off-topic, I'm going to go change um, directions for a second. During the court hearing, it was also revealed that the coroner's report showed Helen was stabbed seven times, twice in the face, twice in the chin, and twice in the neck before the knife was then left embedded just above her chest. It was also revealed that Claire had waited six minutes before choosing to call 911, which can be taken different ways. Like, everyone sees that waiting six minutes differently. But we've talked about this before, like, actually in um, last week's episode, that, like, stabbings are very personal. Like, I mean, obviously it was her sister, but it's Mm -hmm. even it being her sister. It's like, I don't know. It's just a very personal way of killing each other, killing someone like you have to be up close in, you know, so I I don't know. I'm just personal. Yeah. Up close and personal. That's what it is. Claire Miller's defense claimed that the night Claire is accused of stabbing her sister to death, she was suffering from voices in her head that degraded her and told her to kill herself. When Claire turned the knife onto her sister, Helen, she thought she was killing a hallucination. Robert Bayer, remember her attorney, blames this psychotic break on the stress of school bullying, gender dysphoria, and the COVID-19 pandemic, and adolescent brain development. There's no excuses for murder. Thank you. That's all I have to say. You said it way nicer than I would have. But prosecutors argued that text messages show that Claire wanted to hurt others. Prosecutor Amy Mueller stated that Claire Miller, quote, was a privileged juvenile. She was a kid who had it all and was was obsessed with homicide. And that is what she wanted, end quote. Two psychiatrists testified at the hearing saying that Claire suffered from psychosis, depression, and anxiety, with Claire telling them she heard voices that even led to her trying to slash her own throat the night she killed her sister. Now, I tried to find more on that slash to her neck, but couldn't find any info if she was treated or not for uh, her own, like, slashing her own neck, Um, but... If you look close to her mugshot from 2022, and we'll post this picture on our Instagram page, but she does have what appears to be like a a faint scar on the side of her upper neck. So it's possible that that is true. So I don't know. So Dr. Jonathan Martin also testified at the hearing. And now remember, Jonathan Martin was the, the doctor that she was talking to when she brought up the Halloween movie. Um, Anyways, he testified at the hearing, and he told the court about what Claire had said to him about the Halloween movie, and he also testified that she seemed to be giving each doctor differing, differing accounts of her alleged hallucinations and that she cannot be relied on about her symptoms. So he felt that every single person she talked to, she told a different story. And so 
I think I kind of agree with him. (laughs) Yeah. Even her parents testified, begging the judge to move the trial to juvenile court, that they had already lost one daughter. They didn't want to lose another. In the end, Judge David Workman denied the move to juvenile court, stating, quote, extensive mental treatment is necessary. More time beyond what the juvenile court permits is necessary to treat her and to ensure she is healthy and not a danger to herself or the community, end quote. She was then ordered to stand trial as an adult. I'm glad she got tried as an adult, but like, oh. I do, I, f- I do feel so bad for her parents. Like, I feel yeah, for it is her parents. Like, you know, they just lost a daughter. They don't want to. That would be like, you, you, you can't even know what they're going through until, like, you go through it yourself. Like, we can't even. No. Like, can you imagine? So, both of their daughters, they love so much. One killed the other. Like, I can't, I can't even imagine where their emotions are at man oh yeah they've got to be completely torn yeah but on march 10th 2023 claire miller pled guilty to third degree murder before handing out her sentence the judge asked claire several questions inquiring about her mental health claire told the judge that she was being treated for an for anxiety and depression as well as an undiagnosed unidentified psychotic disorder so i put that because it didn't say anywhere what kind of psychotic disorder that she was being treated for and she is also taking medication the judge sentenced claire miller 12.5 to 40 years in prison so we rarely i at least i feel like i've rarely heard of third degree murder Uh, Yeah, so third-degree murder is characterized by recklessness or inattention. So pretty much a crime of passion or voluntary manslaughter. So it's just like pleading down that she she didn't plan this. Um, And I mean, I know you know, and maybe a lot of our listeners know, but a lot of times attorneys will go back and forth with the prosecutors trying to find like... My client will plead guilty if you go, like in this case, to third-degree murder instead of and whatnot, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, 12 and a half to 40 years. That's how long. Yes. I Mm -hmm. I mean, I... Okay. So, I know I've used a lot of quotes throughout this episode, but I wanted to share just one more, and it's from the district attorney, Heather Adams, who um, I, I believe she's the one that tried the case or was put in charge of prosecuting the case. Um, And I really liked what she said. So District Attorney Heather Adams said, quote, Well, all homicides are tragic. This case was particularly sad because the victim was her own sister and unable to defend herself. The pain this must have caused the family is unthinkable. The Commonwealth does not dispute that Miller suffered from a mental health event at the time of this offense, but it legally did not excuse the conduct. The sentence imposed today holds her accountable for the crime committed, but balances the nature of this offense, her young age, her mental condition at the time, and the protection of society. 
The honest now rests with the Department of Corrections to appropriately treat her mental illness and only grant her parole when it is clear that she is no longer a threat to the public, end quote. And yeah, I just like that she says that maybe, yes, she did suffer a mental episode, but that it's not an excuse and that this sentence gives her plenty of time to get the help she needs moving forward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that. She's in, I believe she's at the prison in, I hope I'm saying this right, Muncie philadelphia so wow is this a case of entitlement boredom of a young teen or a serious mental health issue or all of the above the world may never know <laughs> yeah sorry when i said that i had like the commercial of how many licks does it take to get into the middle of a tootsie pop i know that was very inappropriate <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> but do you remember watching that and then it's oh like, the world gosh. may never know. Sorry. Yes, I remember watching. But, um, yes. Yeah, I just... But for real, though, like, in all seriousness, we'll never know. I know. Like, I almost, like, think just because you, at least I see it all the time, especially on, like, the Snapchat, like, news feed. There's always, like, TikTok murders, TikTok murders. Like, um, so... A part of me, just knowing that she was growing on social media, it and if she did post a video of um, the bloody stuffed animal or whatever you said, um, yeah, if that was just like if it was an attention thing, like I don't know, it's just, but it's still not an. Excuse. I mean, I I hope she, no, it's not an excuse at all, not not in the slightest, um, but I guess I mean I hope she gets the help she needs and. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, when and if they decide that she is safe to um, be put up for parole, that that is the right decision and it doesn't yep. backfire. Yep. And that's all you can hope. And, um, yeah, I mean, parents, be aware of social media. I don't think you can have too much control over that. I think, as parents, we should put our foot down and... Um, let our kids know the dangers of social media. So um, whether TikTok plays into this or not, I just think it's really important for us as parents to to be aware of what our kids are watching on these uh, these apps and such. I agree. So yeah, that's it. All right. Well, good job, Kent. Thank you. That is not one I had heard before, so it was... Good to hear it, I guess. I mean, sad it had to happen, but... But yeah, funny story. So I actually went to start researching a completely different case that happened um, back in the 60s and changed it right in the middle of my researching. Because so, <laughs> I just I oh my gosh. couldn't get this one out of my head. So I get that. Sometimes like you find a case and you're like, I have to freaking deep dive or else you can't focus on the other case like that you want to do like you have to get one out of the way to move to another so <laughs> yes well good job thank you 
Thank you guys for listening to another episode and we will be back next week for a new one. Yes. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at crime potatoes, uh, where we will post our content and any updates or information there. All right. Uh, stay safe potatoes. Bye. Bye.